So let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Fulter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's mvmtgb.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. What's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project Podcast, and today we are talking with an international speaker, author, owner of, or founder of a practice that you probably heard of, uh, the Wellness Ray, that now has 80-plus clinics over the course of, I don't even know how many states. You're going to have to give me the update now. Um, but uh, and a second time guest of the show, Dr. Patrick Flynn. Um, like we were talking before, you are a busy guy. I'm on the social medias, and it's like you should start like a where is Dr. Flynn like map. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been kind of fun. So nice to be back on with you, Trevor. Excited to share and excited to see what you've been doing. So uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun today. Yeah, it's awesome. So you know, how many states are you guys in now? Actually, you're gonna find this really funny. I figured it out last night because uh, I was speaking to uh, some of the major chiropractic colleges across the U.S. and we were doing it by Zoom. And I put it up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I always said we were like in 20 states. We're in like 33 states now. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of exciting having all the clinics all over that way. And and I said, I think we're, don't quote me exactly because I don't know. I think we're over 100 clinics and adding and stuff of that. So it's kind of, we have more clinics open up every single month. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of fun. And then the Hormone Connection Seminar as you talk about traveling all over, and I just got asked to speak in Ireland. I just got, I literally got asked to meet with the, um, the, pol- the politicians of Nigeria. They want me to come over and speak. They've been watching my stuff. They want to try to implement some of the stuff that we're doing over in Africa. So it's kind of cool. Um, and now that all the international travel doesn't require vaccines and mandates mm-hmm. and things like that, I'm like, now I'll do it. Um, so it's gonna be kind of funny. So been all over, but um, just like uh, you sharing a good message um, it's people, especially even things that happened over the last two years, mm-hmm. uh, people are literally dying for it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So those are just talks about, I mean, hormones. I mean, what, oh, what are we talk about? Yeah. You know, I've, I, and, and this is a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm known for the hormonal realm, right. but as you been here and you see, it's really about this. It's really about an approach to healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, in, in, my, in my last episode with you, we talked about, you know, a great analogy that really sets up, but we'll recap it really quick just mm-hmm. to give a little rundown. You know, I said, listen, medicine um, has some really great parts if they stay within their realm. If they don't, they're very destructive. And my analogy actually sets that up. And I always tell people, I said, think about medicine as a fire department. They do a great job of putting on fire, accidents, hoses, drugs, and surgery, cool. But in the process, they cause destruction. And that's why there's no such thing as a safe and effective drug. Do you say I'm? Because even if it saves your life and puts the fire, there's destruction like crazy. Don't tell me they're safe, okay? But then what happens is this, but even if it does a good job and puts up the fire, you can't rebuild the house with an axe and hose. Can't take care of a healthy body with an axe or a drug and surgery. So then you need carpenter type practitioners. And that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Trevor, you're part of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because once again, you need to know what a body needs. You now actually know what to do with it, how to rebuild it, how to take care of it, how to maintain it, how to prevent fires. And so you need a group of carpenter type practitioners and that's why you and I get along so well, because that takes multiple practitioners. I just really set up the realm saying, listen, I just know how to test the body better than anybody in the world. And I'm proud of that. I spent that. And it did. We're, we're here in Green Bay. And I started one clinic on $500 in 1999. And now we're an international company. And the message of health and repair and restoration is actually what people really want, especially after this last two years of actually being misled and, and literally lied to and stuff. And I'm happy to see all the lies are coming out. I'm happy to see that there's going to be some criminal investigations on the people and stuff like that that really misled people because a lot of people got hurt and stuff. And the one thing about this, and we kept in contact through the pandemic, you and I stood strong. We stood strong on what we knew people needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, 
I, you guys come up with the best analogies. Like, <laughs> kind of, kind of what you had were talking about. It's people don't realize how important it is. Like, you've got something going on, but it's not just going to go away. It's going to keep getting worse until you put it out. But then it's the underlying work that has to go into building things back up. Like, yep. it's it's that foundation. You got to have a strong foundation before you can build anything else. Exactly. And the sad part is this: there's no drug or surgery that does that. Mm-hmm. Sam and people always say, well, "Doctor, always take turn on drugs or surgery." No, no, no. I'm putting it in its place. For example, um, I had to go to the dentist the other day, and actually, I had to have one of my tooth drilled on. I don't care anything you take naturally. No, drug me up. <laughs> Give me Novocaine. I'll take a little extra milk thistle, some dandelion root to help it move through my system and my liver pretty quickly that way. But see, drugs have that purpose. But if you think drugs are going to attain what everybody wants, it's impossible. Because I know what everyone of your listeners, everyone of my listeners, everyone of people from Africa to Europe to the United States wants, they want to live a healthy, vibrant life. And there's no drug or surgery that can help you attain that, mm. you know, Sam. Mm. And, there's no, and it takes effort on the person. There's no herb that helps you attain that. There's no supplement. There's no, there, you need to actually, those things can contribute to things. What you need to do is there's effort taken on the person's side that wants to attain it. But you first have to understand what it is. And most people don't. So therefore, they just wait till they fall apart. They wait till they f- catch on fire. And then they're running to doctors that can't even help them attain what they really want. Mm-hmm. So you're saying ownership on the part of the individual is important. I like the word responsibility. Oh, nice. Because responsibility dictates you can't blame a doctor from either point. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, you can't blame a medical doctor. You can't blame us. You can't blame people this because here's what happens this. And, and I think practitioners like us, Trevor, um, I've come up with a better analogy, okay? You're gonna like nice. this one. I like it. Um, we are nothing more than expensive tour guides. Mm. Now, practitioners hate that. Now, what do they mean by that? Well, most people, what they do is they are so conditioned drug or surgery and they will dictate stuff by their insurance and insurance will never get you back to where you are mm-hmm. instead of that. And so the reason why I say expensive because I don't want people to think that it costs $2 to come see us, you know what mm-hmm. Sam? Because they think if they pay anything out of their pocket, it's expensive. So I tell people, listen, we're going to guide them through this journey of what they want to accomplish. So jump on the tour bus. You don't have to jump on. You can sit alongside the road and be sick as everybody else is. Or you can jump on and we'll give you a great tour. We'll show you the most incredible things, how you could live and what your life could be like. And guess what happens? You can get off tour anytime or you can stay on and enjoy this journey with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool to see, at least from, like, I'm sure you see this as well, is uh, some of the mindset stuff like mindset shifts once they start yep. to take that responsibility they start to see change feel better it's like yep. at that point they're bought in and they're like oh wow i had no idea i could feel like this i yep. just want to keep going yeah they do well remember it creates a little bit of momentum and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to get started. and the sad part is this is the part that i feel so bad for because i can literally every every morning i wake up and I, I go through my things that i absolutely love and my priorities and my prayers mm-hmm. and things like that and uh, get my mind set ready for the day. Mm-hmm. And then I'll open my email. And really what happens is it's very sad right after that. That's why I have to be mentally prepped before I open yeah. up. Because I can give you an example, even like this morning, I actually pulled up on my email right here, is a woman from New York has been seeing her oncologist, has been seeing her primary doctor, been seeing everybody that way. And she's been watching some of my videos about hormones. And the interesting thing is it makes so much sense to her. She's researched it and she goes, why I'm suffering? My breast cancer came back. My oncologist say we're just gonna do another round of treatment, mm. but they never measure my estrogen levels. They never look at why they're bad, but they tell me I've gotta be on this medication, lower my estrogen levels, and they're frustrated and they're sick and they're suffering, and people are literally dying, um, and they want different answers. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for example, um, we need to get people where they don't get the state of massive pain to have to reach out for something different. Mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. That, that, that's the sad part, so that's why I love doing podcasts, I love speaking, I love talking to people because if we can grab them and get that mindset shift before they fall apart, before they catch on fire, as my analogy I like to say, is because when you catch on fire, there's a lot of suffering, not just health. Mm-hmm. Women have been my major focus my whole career. And um, it's really sad because ladies, when you're sick, it's hard to get through the day. It's hard to be a good mom, it's hard to be a good worker, it's hard to be a good wife, vice versa. You know, it's hard that with men. And so being sick is more than just not feeling good or having a condition. It can literally lead to not having a hard time just 24 hours getting through the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you touched on an interesting point that I think I, I want to ask you because I'll be curious to hear. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you travel, you do a lot of talks. How important do you think educating 
that people is on like what they can feel like and kind of some of the responsibility that does fall upon them um, in order to kind of live that that life of pain free living. Yeah, that's a tough one because yeah. I'm I'm torn on that one. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Because all I'm trying to go out there and do is, is share some ideas. Mm-hmm. And some of the ideas, no joke, will literally make people extremely upset, mm-hmm. okay? Because when you talk about health, there's a certain responsibility on their side. You'd be surprised how many people will literally get mad at you. They'll, and when they can't criticize the idea or the information, they try to criticize the messenger. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my, my analogy, when you can't attack the message, you have to attack the messenger. Mm-hmm. And... And I'm okay with that because you'd be surprised how many people are like, well, my doctor said this. And that's why you're obese. That's why you're sick. That's why you're unhappy. And you can continue on the, and they want to justify it because there's a responsibility that way. So going out and speaking is fantastic. But going out and speaking sometimes is very difficult Mm. because if information and knowledge was the key, everybody would be healthy, skinny, Mm. and rich. Mm -hmm. Because the internet itself, you know, I put out a ton of videos, you do a ton of stuff that way. And, and so it's like, a, it's like a, it's a balancing act. Sometimes it's extremely um, fulfilling and some, because you know, people will take the information and run with it. And sometimes it's downright hard because people will reject it violently. And I mean violently, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's kind of funny. I actually had, this is the funny one. I actually had somebody that watched the video called the FBI and they showed up at my house. Oh. You Sam, think about that. And so like, and the FBI comes to my house asking me, and they, they might be even monitoring this podcast right now, <laughs> and saying uh, that the person felt threatened by one of my videos. I'm like, have they ever been to a wellness way clinic? Nope. Have they ever met me? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yet they call the FBI because they feel threatened. So, some might, so putting out information out there comes with a balance that way, I'd say. That's very true. That's a, I, I was curious to hear that because, I mean, you're totally, totally correct. Um, so something I, I had wanted to ask you about, uh, I mean, and like I said, we've been working on getting this together for, I don't know, months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, is stress. Um, yeah. Especially, I know that it affects men and women differently, um, primarily like on the hormone side of things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that would be really interesting to talk about and learn more about because it's on the rise. I mean, I think it's on the rise. More and more people are suffering with. I mean, mental health disorders, stress, and they don't realize how big of a big of an issue that is, and how it impacts. I mean, they can say they feel stressed, yep. but they don't really understand like what's happening internally when they are stressed. Yeah, and the reason why is this is because um, if you look at our dominant form of healthcare, and I even hate calling it healthcare because mm-hmm. health doesn't come from drugs or surgery. Uh, dominant form of healthcare, it's not really addressed a lot because there's no form of treatment that will ever help anybody get resolved. Or on top of it, it's not a main focus because you can't patent something that will actually deal with stress, mm-hmm. okay? And there's no billion dollar network of pharmaceutical drug companies that can do it. So that's why it's not a big focus. But if we look at the, the basic aspects of stress, um, anytime that a person gets stressed, that puts the body into what's called a fight or flight. And therefore it changes the normal physiology of the body. For example, you know, if I smash your big toe, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, and durum, the, the pain in your toe goes down, and your body's, the stressor goes down, and guess what? All those things that cause your body to change, what could be detrimental to the body long-term, go away. Blood pressure goes down, heart rate goes down, blood sugar goes down, cholesterol levels go down, all from a little smashed toe. But let's say that, let's say that you had a pebble in your shoe, and that pebble never came out, and you walked around in it all day long. You have a physical trauma. You have a physical trauma that could lead to a fight or flight response that could cause a lot of problems health-wise in your system. And that by definition is a stress. Mm-hmm. There's also chemical stressors. There's also mental stressors. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now think about this, let's come back here, okay? Because even with your background, you address a lot of physical stressors. Mm-hmm. But people won't correlate that physical stress to seeing their blood pressure, their cholesterol levels, all things go down right. because they'll relate more to muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guess what? If I punch you in the muscle and it swells up, you, there's a stressor that can affect every part of your body. Mm-hmm. Do you see him? And the one thing, the reason why I bring that up is this, is we have to understand stressors come in multiple forms. There is physical stressors. There's mental stressors. There's chemical stressors. And that chemical stressor could be something you eat, okay? So mm-hmm. therefore, one skim. That's like people say, well, Doc, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Zevia, okay? It's a great totally thing. phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. And that's not toxic. Mm-hmm. Do you see him? A soda is a chemical. It's a poison. 
blood, and it puts your body in a little bit of stress. Mm-hmm. And you do it over a course of time, you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, watch this. You know you can eat chemicals. You can actually breathe in chemicals. You can put chemicals on your skin. You know, that's why I tell ladies, be very careful about what you use on mm-hmm. skincare and makeups. You can inject chemicals in people. They spent two years injecting chemicals into people, and they killed a lot of people, and they're making a lot of people sick. You see them? They inject chemicals into kids. As you guys know, I'm going with all that stuff. You see that? And they constantly stress out the body. Our current form of healthcare constantly stresses out the body, doesn't know how to recover, resolve, or even give the body what it needs. Right. So therefore, we wonder why that we have more doctors, more hospitals, more money spent on healthcare ever in history, and we're sicker than ever. Mm-hmm. See, because you know why? Because, and I'm very proud of this, I've now had Wisconsin politicians, including our possible future governor, Ron Johnson, a lot of assembly, reach out to me and go, can you come speak to us? We need the Wellsway approach for our state nice. and for the United States. Because you know why? Because we stood strong on what we knew was right, even when the FBI shows up, even when the health department shows up. Because you say, listen, no, no, I don't care what you try to do government-wise or try to lie to people. I'm going to stand for what's right for the people because the people are sick and dying and really need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I think all of those and people don't realize, like, kind of like what you were saying, all of those different stressors. Yep. Um, so how does it, like, all of those, I mean, yep. uh, most people have most all at yep. once. <laughs> yep. How does that impact um, hormones or things like recovery and just yeah. energy, fatigue, all that stuff? Well, two things. Think about this. If you have a person that you're trying to rebuild and rehab back up that way. Yeah. If they're in fight or flight, obviously they, they move from the anabolic state of anabolic hormones to a catabolic state, mm-hmm. breakdown. That's why if you notice long-term stress, high the cortisol will actually deteriorate muscle tissue, mm-hmm. okay? And so that's why when people try to recover, rehab, things like that in the fight or flight state, it doesn't work. That's why they can't gain their strength back. They can't get rehab. They're, 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 the, the connective tissue is destroyed. They become weak and stuff, and it's really sad. See, and one thing is this, when you look at that catabolic, that stress state, we have certain hormones that actually respond to it. And as I said before, we have cortisol, we have DHEA, mm-hmm. but cortisol itself is really a, a fantastic hormone because it's meant to us help to adapt to stress. But the bad part, ladies, is this, it's actually produced and comes from one of your anabolic hormones called progesterone. So therefore, chronic stress, and that cortisol also converts to cortisone. Mm-hmm. So if you're highly inflammatory, Okay, from foods, from over-exercising, from, from damage, trauma, from mental stress, from all these inflammatory things, you'll actually deplete your anabolic hormones. And so what people have done now today, they said, well, we're just going to synthetically replace them. Mm-hmm. And they get HRT. And now the integrative says, well, we're just going to give you more of a bioidentical. Okay, but us as carpenter doctors and carpenter practitioners go, hey, listen, why don't we find out why the progesterone is being drained? Because your constant demand on it is never going to lead to normalcy. And on top of it, you're still in a fight or flight response, which causes a breakdown of your normal tissues. We need to move you into a repair anabolic state that way, which is very progressive in rebuilding and trying to build the house in a very strong structure and a very strong aspect that way. But then once again, there's no drug or surgery that can move you out of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You see, um, I think the only thing that could really do it really quickly is marijuana. You see, <laughs> Yeah. Very out of fight or flight, and you can't overdose <laughs> of marijuana. Now, all, the, all, all the people are going, Doc's saying do marijuana. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm saying go do it. Don't smoke yeah. it. Eat it. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> I was actually asked that question uh, probably two weeks ago. They were like, somebody asked me, you know, been dealing with some chronic stuff, and they're like, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Like from a pain perspective or like a calming. I was like, you know, you've had a lot of stressors going on over the year last year. Like this guy's kind of been through it. Yep. I was like, why not? Yep, exactly. I can prove to you beyond shared doubt if you eat marijuana, uh, you'll be in a great state that way and stuff. And I'm I'm against smoking. Don't don't smoke marijuana mm-hmm. and right. stuff that because there are some there are some catabolic things that can happen from that way. But um, actually, even cancers. There's 133 documented cancers that can benefit from people doing edible marijuana that way. But once again, it's cheap and easy, and people can grow it themselves. That's why it's illegal. Mm-hmm. That's that's good to hear because mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> um, so obviously. The, the first step in some of that stuff is like testing, yep. correct? Like you've got to yes. test, you've got to know what's going on. And you know, we've had uh, Dr. Sam Wagner on yes. this podcast. We talked yep. a lot about some stuff as well. And um, 
I went through, I don't know what, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I worked with him, did all the, did all the food testing, did all the supplementation. And like, it was incredible the change that I felt once eliminating some of those, even just the foods to rebuild the, the system. Yeah. It, it was incredible how much better I felt. Like I didn't um, kind of resort to caffeine just to get me through the day. Yep. And I, I felt less anxious, more mentally aware. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, and because people don't realize this, and this is my world, and this goes back to my even history that way, is, for example, is um, when people talk about chemicals, they say, Doc, I can see why now you're so big into organic food and stuff like that. Yeah, because I don't want any pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, and all those things in my foods because those are poisons. And uh, they're very bad to our body. Your body cannot use them. It's very detrimental. It causes damaged tissue. And so therefore, once again, I will always eat the cleanest food possible. But that being said, um, and this is my personal world, and that's why we're actually big at all the clinics across the world, is people come and say, Doc, I eat really well. And I'll say, okay, let me see your food test. And they'll be like, what do you mean? Because here's what happens this. If you look at the one thing that all doctors on both sides or all practitioners agree upon, um, if I ask a podiatrist, if I ask an immunologist, if I ask a pediatrician, if I ask a chiropractor, if I ask a PT, if I ask an OT, there's one common factor that we all agree upon. And, that, and this is where I, when I'm talking to all professions, we, we start with this point, is if you look at the number one contributing factor to every disease on the planet is some inflammatory response, mm -hmm. okay? And yes, stressors create inflammation, you know what I'm saying? Drugs themselves create inflammation. Vaccines themselves create inflammation. So that's why I kind of laugh when they talk about safe and effective, there is no such thing, okay? Um, but when you look at this, is my world itself is I am highly allergic to an egg. Now people say, well, doc, why don't you just eat an organic egg? Because then there's no chemicals. Well, then I'll just be organically dead, okay? <laughs> because my immune response to it, there's an inflammatory response that could kill me, okay? Mm -hmm. Now the majority of allergies are not that way. For example, if you look at outside allergies, we, if somebody has allergic to a pollen, um, and people say, it's kind of funny because people always will look at a food test and they'll look at a food and say, oh my goodness, doc, I've never eaten this food. How can I be allergic to it? And I look at a person and say, do you know people that are allergic to dogs? And they say, yes. Have they eaten a dog? See, Hopefully not. no, <laughs> most cultures, not all cultures, but most right. cultures have not. But here's my point. You know, here's what happens. This is there's very similar proteins that can mimic each other. And so that's why you see groups of foods together and things like that uh, when there's allergens. But you could actually be come in contact with a dog. Doesn't mean you're going to die from the dog, but you can sniffle, you can do things. Now, if you're allergic to foods like that on the inside, you can't see the sniffle. You can't mm -hmm. see the inflammation. At least if I breathe in something or touch something or have a pollen, I can see the inflammatory response. But if that's left chronically, that can create some, some major diseases. Mm -hmm. Well, what if those foods on the internally were causing inflammatory stress? So it's very simple to get those tested. It's very simple to actually look at what that each individual needs. And I can, I can honestly tell you this. Um, we've done, not a joke, millions of labs over the course of 23 years in, in all the clinics and thousands of doctors that we have and stuff. And guess what happens? You'll never see two labs the same, ever. That's why everything has to be customized individually for people, mm -hmm. okay? And that's why I kind of find it interesting when people say this. Um, and I'll ask you this, Trevor, I know you know the answer. Um, do you think that turmeric is good for everybody across the board? No. No, we know that. Mm -hmm. it's, people don't need it. And people realize this. If you don't need something, you keep taking it. It's actually can be too much. and You can actually hurt yourself. Yeah. But then, then I find it funny. Then tell me how a vaccine can affect everybody the same. Mm -hmm. See, it, it, it makes no biological sense when you actually think like a carpenter, understand how bodies work, yet you have the whole medical field, health departments, governments telling you that everybody should take a vaccine. Mm -hmm. It makes no biological or immunological sense when it comes to that stuff. So, and, and on top of it, once again, you can test your immune system and see where it's at to even see if you need anything like that or even you're gonna to react to it. And so we really, over the course of 23 years, have developed such a great healthcare for people. And that's why not only, for example, do we have all forms of practitioners from chiropractors to a naturopath, mm -hmm. to nurses, to nurse practitioners, to medical people that can, you can see working in our clinics because the underlying premise of recovering and health and looking for stressors is actually key and, and all former healthcare providers wanna do that. Um, it's why we, even when you were here and we taught you that way, you're going to look for those stressors because if you get people to remove those stressors, you will always make their life better. Yeah. And it was, 
kind of on your point of turmeric, like ginger, really powerful thing. It was my highest inflammatory marker. Yep. And that was mind blowing to me. Um, you know, chia and flax seeds were up there. And it was like, that was stuff I was taking because, you know, it's got a lot of stuff that's good for you. But for me, it just wasn't vibing with my body. Well, like my background's nutrition. That's why I first went to college for and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And they'll look at a substance and say, look at all the nutrients in there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's fine. And I won't argue with that. I can show you that probably broccoli is probably has one of the most nutrient dense foods. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now remember from a vegetable standpoint, but the idea is this, but there are people that can react to the ingredients in there and that nutrient dense food can be a poison for somebody because it's inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people look at the things like, oh doc, I have a really good diet, what they mean is they're eating cleaner, they're moving towards things that are easier digestible, they're staying away from processed stuff, but, but it doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which I think is, personally, that's really interesting to me because it's not a one size fits all. It's just not how Can't be. things work. Right. Exactly. Not at all. Um, so my next question would be, kind of based off of, what things are going is why does cortisol impact women differently than males yeah. just because of the hormonal makeup? Well, structural, biochemical, mm-hmm. and anabolically. Okay. Um, obviously, women by nature have less muscle tissue. They're always going to. They don't, have the, they don't have the level of testosterone that we do that creates more muscle development and bigger muscles and more tissue and stuff like that. Um, but what happens is this. I, uh, so that's going to affect them when cortisol jumps up. They're going to degenerate much faster. Okay? Uh, but one thing I think is the most important and most significant thing, it's based on hormone conversions. Um, if we were to look to build a healthy woman, we need fantastic estrogen levels. And we need fantastic progesterone levels. Now, Jerome, both men and women have the same hormones. There's different levels, though. You know, say a man has very little estrogen and very little progesterone, but it has a significant amount of testosterone. A woman has a significant amount of estrogens and progesterone um, and has very little testosterone. So we differ in things that way. Now, why that's so important and why there's such a major difference in women, if everybody watching this podcast just typed in steroid hormone chart, okay? If you look at hormones, they're produced by different organs. Like, for example, 97% of all of our testosterone, Trevor, is produced by our testicle. And it will convert to other hormones that way. But only 3% is produced by other tissues and converted. The majority of women's hormones are produced by multiple organs, but then they're converted. They're converted for different uses. Well, progesterone actually counteracts the aspects of what estrogens do. So, for example, estrogens are made for growth and, and development, and that's why you see estrogens help a woman's breast tissue develop and other tissues develop and affect their brain, affect their bone. And if you look at, for example, estrogen gets out of hand, certain estrogens, they can lead to breast cancer. That's why you look, for example, that the number one medication given to a post-breast cancer woman is an aromatase inhibitor medication. It's because it's meant to inhibit the conversion of women in their fat tissue to estrogen. Okay, they're trying to knock those levels down. But the sad part is this, there's also estrogens that protect against breast cancer, but they knock them all down because they don't specifically know how to get those things back to normal. Well, progesterone is a counteracting hormone to estrogen to keep it under control. But once, once your certain estrogens are produced, they either have to be eliminated or used. Well, what does happen is this. Progesterone, guess what? It's not an end-stage hormone. That means it can convert to other hormones. And like we talked about before, progesterone very quickly for the survival of women under stress, converts to cortisol. That means, ladies, your mental stress will deplete your progesterone, which sets you up for major issues, including, including breast cancer, including estrogen-dominant conditions. But the even scarier part is cortisol can convert to cortisone, our own natural anti-inflammatory. So I mean it sincerely. I get very frustrated when I see CrossFit women, okay? Now, let me explain that because this sometimes offends women. When you, met, when you physically push your body that hard for that period of time during different parts of your cycle, you create such inflammatory responses in your soft tissue that your body says, I got to reduce that. And therefore, you steal your progesterone away. And that's why you see a lot of female athletes, young athletes, crossfitters, other things that push their body intensely through the whole month actually skip, delay, and even lose their menstrual cycle because they put themselves in such a fight or flight response that if they don't exercise and rehab during the right times, 
they can cause a drain on their system and they can even get skinnier and they can have a six pack, which no women should ever have a six pack. It should never happen. It's, it's biologically impossible for women to have a six pack. And when they do, I look at it and go, there's a very hormonally deficient woman and stuff. Um, and I know that offends some women and I, and I understand that, but guess what happens? Let me run a hormone test on you and prove it to you. But I don't even have to run a hormone test on you. I can just go through your history and find out all the hormonal things that you have going wrong, but you won't correlate it with your over-exercising. Um, and that's why I remember in, in dealing with fertility, man, it, it, it's been so interesting. I always tell women, I can actually tell you this, dealing with fertility, I'm going to give you some real life scenarios. And these are experiences I've had. So if it seems offensive, that's fine. But you can't take away from the experience and the clinical expertise I have. Um, you'll watch women who, for example, exercise like crazy, deplete their hormones and can't get pregnant. And they're so frustrated. I can tell you, I've given this recommendation thousands of times. Ladies, stop exercising so much. Now, on the flip side, a lot of women are like, yay, Dr. Flynn said don't exercise. That's <laughs> not what I said. Mm -hmm. It's when you exercise, it's how intense you do, but you should move every day. See, I didn't say don't mm -hmm. move. Okay, there's a difference, mm -hmm. okay? Now on the flip side, uh, this is very frustrating to women that quote, take care of themselves, is they'll see an obese women pop out kids like Skittles. They're, they're obese, they're 300 pounds, they're unhealthy, they don't exercise, they don't do stuff like this. Well, because you know why? Because once again, fat tissue does produce a lot of hormone and therefore it makes them more fertile. It really does. And, but the sad part is this, they're going to end up with a lot of healthcare conditions besides just being able to have kids and stuff like that. So, and that's why people get frustrated, don't understand. And that's why when the, go, uh, a woman that exercises and does everything right, goes to the doctor and can't get fertile. And, then, and the doctor looks and goes, well, everything, you look great, you look healthy. But because they don't understand the whole concept of how those hormones convert from one form to the other mm -hmm. and how they can drain them just by too much stress, too much physical exercise. And on the flip side, here's the, the really tough part, ladies. Men are not affected that way. Mm -hmm. We're not. We can hit it hard every day, every day. And it actually helps us. Stress helps us. Um, there are certain areas of the body that stress affects a man negatively. Mm -hmm. But if we were to exercise every day, guess what happens? Our testosterone, our anabolic stuff, actually is, is actually enhanced. For you ladies, it's actually destroyed. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it, it's, it's cool you went that, like talk, brought that up because that's something my wife and I were actually just talking about last weekend is, you know, the differences in what the training regimen should be um, leading up to and following like a cycle just because it, it's different. And so yep. typically what does that look like? then because we yeah. like i said we were talking about that just on the car ride um back from milwaukee and i think it's really interesting yeah and here i can categorize a woman's cycle when when i was young in practice i'm 47 now i've been in practice for 23 years now just so you guys know i always tell people this i always have to say this because i'm going to get a ton of emails now doc would you take care of me no i don't take care of any patients i do well i just lied i do take <laughs> care of a couple patients that i've seen for 15 plus years mm -hmm. and these were women that were very infertile and, and they're just great individuals I got to know so well. Um, like, for example, that we're told they can never have kids, multiple surgeries, PCOS, endometriosis, all the horrible conditions that we reversed. And um, now they have kids like crazy. So I got to know them. So I'm still their doctor for a handful of patients. Okay. So I'm, I still clinically still do a lot of things. Plus, I consult all my doctors from across mm -hmm. the world on a regular basis. But here's what happens this. Is when, when I sat down 23 years ago and really realized the view, because remember, I'm a carpenter doctor. Okay. Mm -hmm. All my practitioners are trained like carpenters. We look at the body very differently. So when I looked at the female cycle, so the roughly female cycle is about 28 to 30 days. Now ladies, it can go as low as 26 and go as high as 32, okay? Anything lower than 26, anything over 32, there's some issues, okay? But it, and ladies, and it can fluctuate every month because your stressors are never the same. But it'll stay within that 26 to 32 venue, okay? But I want you to think about this, is let's just take the average of 28 days. Well, I looked at the, the female cycle and I mapped it out and realized that the female cycle, the hormones basically dramatically change four times in the month. That means the mental and physical demands of a woman change four times in the month. Mm -hmm. So guys, if you're, a, if you're a man listening to this podcast, I want you to understand that your wife is different mentally four times in the month. That's why you live with four different women. Mm -hmm. You say, they are psychologically different. See, guys don't have that issue. Our testosterone is very straight across. Through, the, through, through our whole life, unless we actually have some health problems. Mm -hmm. Testosterone dips a little bit at night, but it's very high in the morning. That's where the morning direction came from. 
But the idea is this, women, they dramatically change. That means how you exercise. That means how you eat. That means your mental capacity and what you're supposed to deal with is different four times through the month. And when you first start, ladies, when you start to have your period on day one, and roughly, it, roughly a cycle should go anywhere from five to seven days. I know women hate when I say that, but if you menstruate three or four days, your cycle is not long enough, okay? It's not, okay? You're either not going to dump enough endometrial tissue and stuff out, or you don't even have enough tissue building up and you're becoming deficient. And therefore, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it even more difficult for you to, you know, to conceive and different things like that. But I want you to imagine this. During that time, your progesterone and estrogens are very low. So you got to be very careful of actually exercising during your cycle, okay, during your period. Now, the reason why is this, because you can drain your hormones even farther, okay? And, and a cycle is like a domino effect. You start the domino, it's got to go all that 28 days properly because you mess up any of those times, it can affect the rest of the cycle. So what happens is this. Now, remember, ladies, let me say this. Do not confuse exercise with movement. We are creatures of movement. You need to move every day. What I'm talking about is how high you get to spike your heart rate. Okay. Um, so therefore movement is essential every day. Um, it's extremely essential because your lymph nodes, your immune response, all of the lymphatic drainage is based on movement. Okay. Now in, in, you know, this Trevor, you deal with this. Sometimes people are not taught to take care of their joints, so they can't move as well as they, as you and I can. Okay. Or some women or some age groups that way. There's other ways to move. Okay. I'm a huge fan of mini trampolines. I'm even a huger fan of vibe plates, mm -hmm. okay? Um, that's just me. Uh, I, I love the aspect of proprioceptive work. Now, once again, um, when you stimulate proprioception, if you take your hand right now and just shake it, and you stop, people say it tingles. That's not tingling. There's actually a neurological stimulation. It's called proprioception. That happens from daily movement, and that, that calms your brain down. That stimulates your immune response. That gets you out of fight or flight. That's why movement gives you out of fight or flight. Okay. Now, once again, that, that whole first menstruating part is actually should be based on movement. Okay. Um, and that's why I'm a very big fan of that. Now you move into the second week, we start to see some anabolic push. You start to see estrogens start to skyrocket it. That's when you can hit it hard. Get, you know, I would, I would tell you this, go to CrossFit, hit, hit your heart rate up, do those things. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now the, now if you look at what happens mid cycle, there's a dramatic flip. Progesterone now dominates. Estrogens start to drop down because it's going to maintain what it developed in that first two weeks. Well, I just told you guys, progesterone has to skyrocket. If you're mentally stressed out or have all the stressors and you're exercising too hard, you're going to drain your progesterone and that's where the majority of women start to get sick. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then there's, a, then there's a great drop in your hormones in the last week and that's where you can start to exercise more at a high level again. You know what I'm saying? See, so, so, so when you look at the, the, the cyclic patterns, um, I wrote this out 23 years ago and started teaching women that. And believe it or not, there's different food demands that you're going to want to do during a time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and because you know why? Because once again, there's things that are going to help you and things that are going to hurt you during a time, even if you do have food allergies or not. Okay. And that's how in detailed care that I've specifically did for women for 23 years for them to vibrantly live the way they're supposed to. You'll never hear that in the medical realm. You won't even hear that in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. They'll just say, uh, got uh, 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 hot flashes, take Don Quai. <laughs> really? Every woman needs Don Quai. Uh, got progesterone problems, take Chase Tree. Really? Every woman needs Chase Tree? You know what I'm saying? And if they even did need that, okay, how much they need, and where's their labs at to justify it, and do they need the same thing the whole month? Mm -hmm. See, stuff like that, the you understand that we have more availability of medical and natural things ever in history, yet women are sicker and sicker. Mm. See, we need to start thinking like carpenters so we can address those issues of each individual woman in their needs. Mm -hmm. Because you know why? A woman that has an easier life, and there are women that have, no woman has an easy life, let me right. correct so people don't get this wrong, but there are women that have easier lives than others. Some of you women have to get up in the morning, a bunch of kids, get them to school, go to work, hit it hard, be a good professional, do all those things that way. I mean, you guys have very high-paced lives. Take your kids every sport that way. And there's some women that don't have as many demands. That's just life in general. So if you're a woman that has higher demands, you need more stuff than the person that doesn't. And we need to have these conversations with people. And sometimes I've had to look at women and say, get rid of a lot of those plates mm -hmm. because it's hurting you. Mm -hmm. You say, it's physically and mentally hurting you when you're trying to do all these things and your body can't keep up.
Mm-hmm. I think of my mom when you talk about that, like, bless her heart. But it's always been, I mean, I'm the oldest of four. And it's always been, she's the first one up. She's getting us ready, taking us to school, going to work, picking us up, taking us to all practices. And it's like, she's still doing that stuff just now for her mom. And it's like, she is, she's always going, always going. And I, I see it like wearing, I mean, I see the wear and tear and it's, it's tough and there's no stopping it, but that's the mentality that she has. Like, Hey, this is what I'm here for. This is what I have to do. Yep. And, and, And say, well, doc, what if my life has to be that way? Well, then guess what happens? Then you need a carpenter, doctor, and practitioner more than ever. Mm-hmm. Because I may have to keep you on some things because your lifestyle dictates it. Because you do have to go 100 miles an hour. See, like this. Well, Doc, I was kind of offended. With, this happened the other day. I was kind of offended when you talked about young athletes. And are you saying young girls shouldn't be athletes? I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that you better have a doctor, a practitioner, guiding them so their body doesn't run out of fuel and hormones. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're developing a sick young girl. But if, the, but if you're under a practitioner that knows how to fuel your young athlete daughter's body, she won't lose her cycle. She can keep normal hormones. Guys, I have four daughters. My girls are amazing athletes. They don't lose their cycle. They don't know what PMS is. They don't know what the things are because I know how to take care of the body. And once again, I know how to test it. I know how to guide them. I'm the tour guide for them. You know what I'm saying? And yes, and guess what happens? Um, you think I'm joking? They have to take some herbs and different things. They have to eat death. Yes, they do. But that's what we need to do to create high-level athletes if you're going to take those stressors on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? No athlete will disagree with this. If you sit on your couch all day or you're running every day, the fuel that that body needs running every day, it's more, it's more of a demand than what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I'm saying. But we don't do that with people. And we don't do that with young women. And young women, actually, that's why they suffer with so many menstrual problems because they're not giving that young lady what they need. Mm. This is so interesting. You, you uh, talked about like the food part then as well throughout the course of those, those weeks. Yep. What does that look like? How does that change? Well, here's what happens this. Ladies, you're going to love this. Let's go back to that second week. You need mm. more sugar during the time. Yeah. Okay. My I'm, wife's going to love hearing that. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because I'm, I'm frustrated because my expertise is physiology, biochemistry, anatomy, everything like that, nutrition and stuff, and health, said so just health in general. Right. And I want you to think about this, is, and when I hear all this stuff about eating keto and stuff like mm. that, I'm like, no, no, there's times that your body needs more fatty acids and there's times it needs less. Mm-hmm. There's times that your body needs more sugar and times it needs less, okay? And when you look at that second, that second part of a woman's cycle, there's more demands it needs because the body runs different, it produces a higher level in different hormones that way. There's certain things the body needs. And so when you look at that, when that, and you know this, and that's why I say the body can run on ketones. No, it's not. It's a secondary fuel. Mm-hmm. You ask anybody that knows anything about neurology, it's always glucose. It's why our body stores so much of it. The sad part is we consume way too much of it. Right. And, and once again, and that's why most people have a fatty liver disease and they actually have it down. Now I tell people is this, look straight down. If you have any belly fat, you've ha- you have too much sugar in your diet, okay? Because your body actually had to store it first in the liver, it stores it to, as triglycerides, and then guess where it stores? Second place starts going to muscles, okay? Then when your muscles get complete, then it starts going into extracellular tissue, abdomen, things like that. And, and so that's why when I see people that actually, you know, um, have weight issues, I'm like going, guys, listen, you need to deplete those stores, okay? And I know it sounds funny, you can't exercise enough to deplete those stores. You know, Sam? That's why you ever look at bodybuilders. You know, Sam? They have huge muscles in a big belly. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam? Mm-hmm. Because they don't realize that most people are eating wrong. Most people that try to build muscle, you don't build muscle from eating lean meats. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, actually, all you do is produce a lot of sugar and a lot of nitrogen in the body. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you want to build great tissue, you need to eat organ meats. Okay, mm-hmm. organ meats are where you get the best tissue from. It's still the true superfood that has been in our generations for thousands of years. I always find this funny when it comes to nutrition. I love this. Oh my goodness, we found this berry in the roots of Africa and it's a new superfood. Um, no, the superfood that has longevity is organ meats. It's been, and, and there is no such thing as a vegan culture that's not new. We are never vegans, we're never meant to be vegans. Organ meats are still the most nutritionally dense things on the planet. And that's a true superfood that everybody has gotten for thousands of years all over the world. Mm-hmm. So you want to build muscle, 
start eating some start eating some organ meats. If you eat lean muscle or all this protein and don't eat whey protein, all the junk, you need to actually get true animal-based proteins because you know why? Because if you eat actually muscle meats, you're gonna turn that into sugar very quickly. You're gonna have high nitrogen levels that way. And that's why you see people that try, vegans that try to say meat's bad for you. No, lean meat is bad for you. Do not eat lean meat. Actually, you wanna stick more to your organ meats. Yeah, I think that's a huge uh, talking point as well is the lean, so many people push the lean stuff. It's, it's horrible. You see it all over the place. And it's, it's just not how our, at least from my knowledge, how the body's made up of. I mean, and fat has a, like awful rep. Yep, and you, need, like, to, you, need, you to, need that. You eat a fatty meat, you yeah. know, Sam. And when, I, when you look at this, and you look at, when you look at a lean meat, let me give you a perfect example and research this. Lean meat turns to sugar very quickly. Mm. Sugar, okay? Sugar very quickly. All it has to do is pop that nitrogen base off. And that's why you'll see a lot of weightlifters when you do their blood work, they'll have BUN levels at very elevated. Blood mm. urinated nitrogen. Because what they'll do is this, is they'll eat that lean meat. What happens is they eat too much of it. And then it pops that nitrogen off because it's got a, it can't, you can't store the protein like that. So it actually stores the sugar. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see all these weightlifters that are just pounding ground beef and pounding lean meats down that way. And they're actually still obese mm-hmm. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and remember, and then let me go on the flip side. Mm-hmm. All, of the, all of the plant-based proteins are not what they say they are. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the horrible. You know what I'm saying? You need an animal-based protein and stuff. And it's kind of great. And your organ meats are by far the best. You want to get strong, no joke. Start eating liver, start eating mm. kidney, start eating heart. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you don't want to eat them, then guess what? Then get them encapsulated form that way. I, was gonna I have ask. patients that will never do it that way. So get some good glandulars, okay? They're fantastic. You can get the same concept from it that way. You're just dehydrating it and put it in pill form. But that's more expensive. You understand, we live in Green Bay. You can go to the organic butchers around here, and they'll basically give you on pennies on a dollar because they have to get rid of all the organs. You know what I'm saying? Don't buy a conventional liver. It's toxic. It's horrible for you mm-hmm. or a heart. You know, those are bad things. Remember, you to go back to the toxic aspect. Get your stuff from a good organic grass-finished um, farm that way. Great liver, great heart, great kidney. I had tripe yesterday. Stomach. Hmm. You know How's that? Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Soaked in bone broth with the bones soaking in there. Bone marrow. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that we are meant to eat, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, something that we ancestrally have been doing for a long time. You know, Sam, and I'm 47 years old. I have testosterone levels over 800, and these young kids can't keep up to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam, because you feel the body what it needs. You know, and it's fantastic. So, yep. Huh. That's that's so cool. So that nose to tail stuff, do yep. it. Uh huh. That's and guess what? It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. You know, Sam, go buy a tendon. It's going to cost you an arm and leg, especially if you buy an organic one. Mm-hmm. Go buy an organic liver. You could feed a ton of people. Do you understand? Mm. They throw out most organs. You mm. know that? They throw out I most organs. I didn't know that, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, because they, I guess I assumed, but. Yeah. And that's why, and it's really interesting. It's like, and, and, and that's where, and that's why I tell people, you want to live on a budget? Guess what? Get some good organic sauerkraut, get some good organ meat, change your life. Hmm. And just organic butchers around the area? Yeah. And everybody, mm. you know, Wisconsin has a ton of organic butchers yeah. and stuff. And they have to get rid of the organs. They do. Huh. That's why they'll literally sell them to you for virtually nothing. Yeah. That's really interesting because that's, yep. that's something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And like, I'll take it in uh, capsule form. Like I've taken yep. your guys' supplement yep. um, in the capsule. And, we have uh, best. Not, and I'm not saying that. No. We, New Zealand has the greatest regulation farming in all the world that way. And actually, it's kind of cool. I was supposed to go over there and see all the farms that I get them from that way. But of course, the pandemic hit and some of that. So I haven't mm-hmm. noticed. But I'll be going there this upcoming year. Okay. Um, no joke. I just got asked to speak in Nigeria. And stuff like that. So I'm going to go over there in August and stuff. It's kind of exciting uh, being able to do this. But their regulations of farming is just amazing. And yeah. so then we actually worked with the farms out there. And, and, um, and they're encapsulated. Now, remember, it's not a joke. I literally eat liver, kidney, and heart every day. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do is I, I have it in a, in a liverwurst form. So it tastes good. Oh, nice. Because like organ meats do taste like crap. They do. Yeah. What happens is this. So that's why a lot of people take them encapsulated that way. I would rather encourage people, though, including you, yeah. I'd rather encourage you to get rid of the supplement great form we have and do it more in food form. Actually, no joke. Trev- oh, Trevor, guess what? Wow. You're going to do this with us. Yeah. I, I think they're getting delivered today. I have lamb testicle coming here. All right. Okay? Because I know you're taking testicle because you're taking our glandular. And yeah. I'm, we're going to do it on video live on my page. I'm going to have all my doctors and everything. We're going to cut up the testicle. We're going to eat it raw. 
here and I'm going to invite you over to come do it with us. All right. I'm in. Because you're taking, see, I take testicle every day. It's just uh, what I do is I take my male glandular every day because mm -hmm. I want the testicle, I want the prostate, I want the stomach and some of that. And what happens is, but I still eat uh, some things every day. But don't people realize um, eating organic grass finished um, testicle is, it could change the whole prostate world of guys. Mm -hmm. It really could. And guess what? I had, a, I had shipped me from, from White Pasture Farms that way. And once again, I don't have any ties to them, just to let you know. All these companies, I have no ties from what I'm telling you. And I uh, just had them, and uh, it's supposed to be delivered, I think, today or tomorrow. And we're going to do it as a video and just show people. I said, get back to our ancestral eating. Yeah. It's, it's so important, and it's, it's crazy. Like, a lot of people will hear that and be like, wait, what? It's, it's kind of not talked about and not known. But, I mean, think about where, like, what we need. I mean, you've, you've hit it on the head. Well, like, what we need it, and how are we going to get it? And I know you understand nutrition, and I can go even go up. Remember, and I started out at GB um, mm -hmm. here in college, here in Green Bay, at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. I can pull all my nutrition books from all my classes, all my graduate classes and some of that, and they'll still tell you the number one nutrient-dense food on the planet, there's not one vegetable that compares to organ eats, mm -hmm. not one. And you understand there is no fat-soluble vegetable mm -hmm. to get your fat-soluble vitamins. You can't get vitamin A from it. Doc, but I get my vitamin A from, from carrots. No, you don't, because you know why? There is no vitamin A in carrots. There's a pro-vitamin called beta-carotene, but you have to convert it, and the majority of people cannot convert it. Interesting. So that's why so many people are vitamin A deficient. That's why you see even younger generations now are having more eye problems history, and I know you guys are starting to get eye problems because you have night blindness. You can't show the contrast. You can't see things as well at night. And that's happening younger and younger, and if you just Google search you know, or DuckDuckGo, um, night blindness and vitamin A deficiency, it's the number one cause. Mm -hmm. But where do you get vitamin A from? Best source on the planet? Liver. Mm -hmm. Best source. Superfood. It is. That's the true superfood. Don't tell me acai berry and all these, these tropical berries that nobody could get if you lived in Hawaii and actually someone lived in Europe back a thousand years ago or even 200 years ago. No one did it. But guess what? We thrived on organ meats. Mm -hmm. So do you have any cooking tips for that stuff? Um, yes. Try to add as many spices as possible because, okay. because it tastes horrible. Yeah. Well, we actually have, we actually have a liverwurst recipe on our website. It's oh, nice. free. Just go download that. Check that out. Um, I've been having because, Braunschweiger. Yes. Yeah. And so, mm. um, I actually tried to, we try to make sure that people just, you know, get good ways of doing it that way. And my girls eat it on a regular basis. My girls eat organ meats on a regular basis. Now they take a glandular form, just like you we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. They take a female glandular one that way because, uh, once again, I still want them to get a significant amount of it that way. I'm just mentally, I'm obsessive compulsive. So when I know something's great, I will just do it on a regular basis. But my girls do take a tablespoon of, of organic sauerkraut every single day. You know what I'm saying? They're not allergic to cabbage. Remember, allergies trump everything that way. Right. But uh, um, we need that high base fiber for all the microbials and things like that. There's much more benefit than that than just microbials. But the idea is this. Is so, so I think two staple things, as long as you're not allergic to it, Two staple things for people should be some organ meat and some form of fermented food. I'm a huge fer fermented food of sauerkraut. I'm a huge, I'm a huge component of apple cider vinegar every day. Mm. Um, Joshua, you want to do me a favor? Could you grab my bottle over there and I'll show you? And so what happens is literally, remember, these are cheap. Remember, apple cider vinegar is dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so, for example, thank you. Here's my wonderful producer that makes all our shows great. This is Joshua. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and stuff. So what happens is this. No joke. We had it over there. Just take a shot of organic apple cider vinegar before each meal and stuff of that. And this bottle is dirt cheap. You can buy, and I, once again, I have no, I have no, I love Bragg's. Um, I have no ties to Bragg's. You can buy it at every grocery store. Just a nice little shot every day. This alone will affect almost every tissue of the body. Dirt cheap. You know what I'm saying? Lifestyle. Yeah. I, and there's, there's no reason to not just take it by itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I down it that way. Yeah. No, people, people, you hear stuff like, oh, it's going to burn some of that. That's right. Not okay. Yeah. No, no, what happens is this. People that have poor microbial aspects of their mouth, that's why they have so many problems. Remember, it's not sugar that makes your teeth bad. Sugar actually feeds bad bacteria that destroy your teeth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Microbial things, uh, microbial health and oral aspect are why people have so many problems with if they take vinegar, it burns and things like that. It doesn't mm -hmm. burn right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just that one skin. So that's why it's important to actually do the right things to make your body get back to normal so you're not having problems with even natural products. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's, super, that's cool to hear because I, I was under the impression too that uh, honestly you should mix it or water it down a little bit. No, yeah, actually you don't see. want to water it down. Okay. Think about this way. Let's talk about that, yeah. So I just, one of my very good friends who is a PhD scientist in molecular biology and, and biochemistry, he'll be interviewed on my show this Saturday. 
him and I do research together. Um, he's amazing. That's why I'm a big data person. That's why mm -hmm. I love publishing stuff and everything. But long story short, and he used to be a professor at University of Texas Medical School, Baylor. He actually worked for a couple of pharmaceutical drug companies. He's an incredible scientist. He makes medications all the time, not a joke. Um, and in his discovery, he even talked about this. Mouthwash has caused a lot of massive problems. He talked about it there mm -hmm. because it's changing the microbial aspect in the mouth that way. Mm -hmm. And we literally just talked about that two days ago and he'll be live on, he'll, well, our show's live on Saturdays, but you'll see the interview with him that way. And you're talking with top scientists in the world and he's talking about get rid of mouthwash, do not take antacids. Mm -hmm. See, what people don't realize, in the natural world you hear a lot of dumb things. Like cancer cannot grow in a basic medium. That's not true. If your stomach is not acidic, you will have a lot of health problems. You know what I'm saying? That's why PPIs and other antacids are so detrimental to human health. So the idea of watering down your vinegar mm -hmm. makes no sense. You're making it less acidic. Your stomach and needs it, okay? Your body, you understand, if you do not have an acidic stomach, you now set your GI, your immune response, up for infections just even from normal flora, okay? Mm -hmm. the, stomach, the job of the stomach is not to break down food. You don't need the stomach to break down fatty acids and sugars. You need to break down proteins but once again, what is a virus? A protein. What is a bacteria? A protein. Okay, now think about this. The stomach is meant to digest proteins, but its number one job is to sterilize everything that goes in there. So if you have a basic stomach or you're taking kagan water, which is a bunch of junk, if you're <laughs> acidifying your stomach or take, drinking alkaline water, you're hurting yourself. You're literally hurting yourself and setting up the rest of your body for breath. Now because of doc, I take alkaline water, my stomach feels better. Yeah, because you're sick and you have a bad stomach. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you throw baking soda on a fire, it feels good. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why they, you hear the stuff about antacids and kegging water and all this alkaline BS for the stomach. It's like, yeah, you've been beating the crap out of your stomach for so long, it's swollen. If, you're, if you keep on stubbing your toe every day and I touch your toe and you say, ouch, do you know what I'm saying? Stop mm -hmm. stubbing your darn toe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so accurate. And mm -hmm. it, I mean mess with the gut, everything else is going to go crazy. Well, it, it, it triggers the immune response. Right. And once again, the immune, uh, inflammation is nothing more than your immune response responding to some foreign stressor. So mm -hmm. that's why there's such a focus on the GI because of all of our GALT, our gut-associated lymphoid tissue. So once again, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Everything that we talked about today was trying to find those stressors that, to reduce all that inflammatory response. Mm -hmm. And that's how you maintain a long-term aspect of health. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And you know, we're, we can, we'll wrap this up, but I do have one like last question. So mm -hmm. if what are, you kind of mentioned like a morning routine, um, yep. something that you do. So it's a great way to start the day to kind of get the mindset, right? Because obviously yep. life's going to happen throughout the rest of the day. What yes. are some, maybe some non-negotiables that people could be doing in the morning to set themselves up? Um, this is just me. Mm -hmm. This is just me. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I, I, remember, and I'm going to take it more from, remember, this is just me, so I want to put that premise out there. Yeah. Um, I'm an individual of faith. I believe in Jesus. Well, that's just me, okay? Let's just put it that way, okay? So first thing that I like to do is just have a little bit of gratitude. Yeah. You say, hey, God, God got me up today. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that means I'm here for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? And then I have to understand that I'm me. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is this, God created me a certain way, the way I talk, the way I do things, things like that. And I'm trying to do some good out in the world, but here's what happens to this. Trevor, let me ask you a simple question, because um, you're a super nice guy, <laughs> and you have different characteristics than I do, okay? Mm -hmm. But do you like everybody? Be no. honest with me. No. I don't. And, and you know what that means? That means everybody's not going to like you. Right. And we're all individualized, okay? And so I wake up in gratitude, thank God that I got the opportunity, I pray for the sickest people in the world. That God deliver him to my offices, and so we can we can do this. I ask I got God to open a ton of doors for me, to be able to actually help people. And then I realize, but I got to do it being me. Mm -hmm. You say him and stuff like that. And and there's always saying I say, let me be me, because the only people that are liked by everybody are liars, mm -hmm. because you have to be somebody you're not. Mm -hmm. So I try to teach everybody I know, my daughters, everybody, you be you. You say him. You may talk different than me. Your approach may be different, and that's cool. It really is. It's why I have seven different doctors, nurse practitioners, and everything down even here in the Green Bay office. Because you know why? You're not going to like everybody. You're not going to connect everybody that way. Mm -hmm. So I try to teach everybody saying, listen, understand, have some gratitude, get ready for the day. Don't be offended. You know what I'm saying? 
because you don't even like everybody, so not everybody's gonna like you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so therefore, guess what? But there's other people that can connect with that way. And then, once again, and, 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 I, and I thank God for the opportunity that way, because you know now that you get into the world, it's game time. You gotta be prepared, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I just like to get that mental prep and understand and ask for great opportunities through the day. And I don't know, it seems to be working. Yeah. And I believe I have a great message that can share with people. And then I want people to try to keep life simple. And the only time that you'll see me get a little bit feisty, because I'm very bold, it's one of my characteristics, mm-hmm. is when I see other people lie to other people for their benefit. Mm. And our government did that, and pharmaceutical drug companies did that, and very crooked people did that over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I decided to stand in the gap, and you saw me do it, Trevor. Mm-hmm. I said, no, you can't do this to people. You're lying to people, you're hurting the people, you're misleading people, and they're wrong. I gained a lot more friends of, and followers, and actually I created some enemies, and that's cool, mm-hmm. you Sam. And so that's life in general. You say, right. because there's people that have the totally opposite beliefs that we do. And I'm cool. And I'm cool with you having opposite beliefs. Mm-hmm. But you try to push your beliefs on us. Mm-hmm. You try to think you're going to vaccinate my child. Guess what happens? You'll see how bold I am. Mm-hmm. So that's what mental preparation comes. Most people don't prepare for the day. Mm-hmm. So when they hit it, they follow the herd instead of leading mm-hmm. the herd. People always say, Doc, um, they're going to throw you to the wolves. Well, good. Then I'll be the leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. You say, I won't let the wolves eat me. So, yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know you got a lot going on, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking time to, to sit out and talk with me this morning. I like you. Betcha. Truly. We're thank gonna, you. And we're, and we're going to do the video on our show. You're going to eat some testicle with all of our docs. It's going to be awesome. All right. You, you got I'm it. Mark it down. I'm going to call you for it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to we'll put on our show, put it awesome. We'll say, listen, great Green Bay individuals having some great things that make men more men. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Put me down. I'm there. You betcha. I'll do it. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me today, Trevor. Awesome. Yep. Thank you again. Awesome. Have a great day. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. And we will talk with you next time. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, more information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.